<clears throat> I'm smoking weed again. Oh, good. I know. It was really bad. Welcome back to weed smoking. I think that's great. Thank you. It was actually very traumatic. <laughs> Not smoking pot? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Well, imagine having, like, imagine being in a pandemic, uh-huh. the anxiety of a pandemic, and then getting the plague of the pandemic. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. And then not being able to self medicate yourself off your anxiety cliff <laughs> while struggling with the plague in a pandemic with yeah, yeah. no health insurance because you lost your job because of the pandemic plague that you have. Seems to be a running theme here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me is Maxwell Esposito. Hello, it's me. I'm a survivor. <laughs> All right, we'll get into that. And back by popular demand is guest co-host, the one, the only Bible girl. Hello, Tony. Are you ready to free Britney? I think Max is ready to free Britney. Is oh, she still been... locked up? Can we get her out already? Listen, oh. she's she's been in longer than the children at the border. Come on, we got to get Brittany out. We got to keep. I know we out. we're at like 140 days, and we're complaining. And this poor girl's been locked up since 2008. Well, yeah, well, like to be fair, she has like a gym that she can burn down. So I mean, like she's got things. I but but but, but granted, but a she prison can't is, a prison is still a prison, no matter how pretty it is. You know, she can't I mean? even vote. She can't I vote. Mean... Nope. No. The type of conservatorship she's under doesn't allow her to vote. She can't even hire her own lawyer to sue these people back. The lawyer she's fi- that is fighting for her is appointed by her dad, who she's actively trying to get out of the conservatorship from. So it's very shifty. Then let me ask you, okay, let me ask you real quick, and then we'll get into the show, because I, yeah. I'm a little interested. I am a little interested about this Britney movement thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So what about this new boyfriend? Is he just brought, is he, cause like, honestly, here's the thing. If she's truly trapped and a boyfriend comes into the picture, does he have to be on the payroll too? Or well, otherwise would he be like, I want to save you and get you the fuck out of here. There's a vetting process that anyone who's like a partner of Britney Spears's has to go through, whether it's like loose boyfriend or like solidified, anything of that regard has to go through like a really heavy vetting process through like layers of the team of the conservatorship. And if it doesn't track for them, then you're obviously iced out of it. But because he's been playing the rules, so to speak, he's been able to have that time with her, but it hasn't been that he's been with her hundred percent of the time either. So it seems like he has to tread very lightly on a tightrope. And it's a very delicate balancing game in order to maintain her happiness. And he, they both seem in love with each other. I don't think he's on the payroll. There has been a boyfriend and uh, simultaneously fiance uh, who was on the payroll, allegedly, who there have been a lot of pointers to that. So it's just, it's just so funny to me. Welcome back to the show, Bible Girl. How you been? Oh, my. I'm so glad you asked that, Tony. I wanted to ask, too. <laughs> it's really been- good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm uh, trying to ride the wave of quarantine. Um, 
mourning the loss of Lady Red, but trying to maintain a positive demeanor because that's something that I think she would want for the community to lead with. And Shout out to Lady Red, by the way. Shout out to Lady Red, rest in power, Queen, because what a loss for sure. So Absolutely. sad. Yeah, you didn't have to even know her super personally to understand her importance or for her to feel important to you. Um, and I feel like the outpour of anecdote and emotion towards the loss of her is very indicative to the role that she played in this world. And I think that although obviously the loss is completely tragic, I don't think it'll be in vain. And I think that we'll see uh, a greater butterfly effect, so to speak, of change and community uh, morale boost. Because again, I think that's something that she would want to see in the world because it's something that she always led with, with positivity and joy and always advocating for change and movement. So I think that's something that we can all kind of lead with yeah, uh, and, and take that torch. You know, I only had like, oh my gosh, probably a handful of uh, one-on-one encounters with Lady Red. And I'll tell you, every time it was my goal to get her to laugh because it seemed to me like it was like, uh, I was never really on the inside inside. So if I could get Lady Red to crack, like if I could her, get her to smile or if I could get her to tell me that I was stupid, like if she like, la- like laughed and then said, you're stupid. I was like, okay, good. I did it. Okay. I can go home. Accomplishments. Cause there's, there's just certain people like there's this, especially like are there in the community, especially since you're uh, since I'm like new to LA and whatnot ish at the time, mm-hmm. it was like, Ooh, if you can get someone to laugh, that's, you know, on a higher level, that's always good. Um, yep. You kind of backed away from things for a while, though, Bible. I thought you disappeared. Well, I felt like there was, as we were experiencing a greater shift in social progressiveness, and as the BLM movement was really starting to take speed I, uh, and high visibility uh, to the point that it really deserves, and hopefully that momentum still maintains after the fact, I felt that as a white gay content creator, at the end of the day, take away the fact that I'm a drag queen, I'm still a content creator. And I felt that the point of me making content, and I'm still really not at this point, I think it is suppressing voices otherwise outside of any signal boosting that I can do. And I feel like right now is a time for reflection within the community to see what we're all able to do and pitch in with whatever point of privilege that some of us may have to otherwise help uplift the voices of others who don't have the access to being able to have those voices heard. And hopefully that's something that can help yield change. And I'm, and I've tried to do that without having like that white savior complex. So I feel like the best way to do that is by backing off and making it like everything is about my two cents and not inserting myself into everything. And rather than doing that, put those other voices out there onto the platform, whether it's a simple retweet and then also signing the petitions or sending money where it's supposed to go and kind of letting that do what it's supposed to do rather than sitting and actively bombarding a timeline with selfies or lip sync videos right now. It's not the time for someone like me. So, you know, you know, I, I, I've been known to be a little critical of, of, of white people here and there. So it's not like they typically ask me my opinions and whatnot. <laughs> but sometimes people will ask me, well, you know, what should I do? Yeah. And I'll be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's the thing. It's How like, about you just start with shutting the fuck up? Because you yeah, know what? Name. You know who, what we don't need? Your fucking opinion right now. That's just basically, and, and, and that's what I love about you, Bible. You're so grown up. You know what I mean? Like, you're so... And and anyone who like you know um, has this idea because you know I think I've seen you grow from like when I couldn't stand you on social media to now (laughs) where I'm like I'm like I just adore you. I mean it. This is these are the kinds of white voices that we need. The ones that will 
be silent and then speak when spoken to. Um, hi, Maxwell. Speaking, hi. Of, speaking of speak when spoken to, Maxwell, <laughs> you can speak. How are you? <laughs> I am so great. I'm, like I said, I'm a survivor. I survived COVID, um, I think, right? Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm still standing. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. Apparently, I'm symptom free. I finally got in touch with a contact tracer. He told me I didn't need to get tested. <laughs> told me just like whenever I felt better, I could just start like count to seven and you could go outside. <laughs> oh, is that what the doctor is saying now? Perfect. The count to well, seven. Well, he wasn't a doctor. He was just a contact tracer. He's <sighs> the only person I've talked to. <laughs> been great i've literally been inside my house for 16 days well i'm I have not I, I, gone anywhere well that's good i mean you can't i know well there are people that still are so i know i mean not that i needed an applaud on the back because i did the right thing but um i did the right thing so please like i i honestly I can't look at people um at the beach like honestly i can't i'm just like get over yourselves you fucking vain assholes no and one needs to see every time i see somebody hug somebody else on instagram <coughs> i'm so mad i'm like i've hugged like this many people that's like and i miss a people. good hug you know what yeah. i mean like i do miss a good hug like well and it's fucking awkward on a social distance date and you can't even give them a hug you just walk up to them and go hey i feel bad for hey, the small hey. frame i get a hold of first like when i because that's gonna be like that fucking warner brothers cartoon award george you know i'm that big fucking just squeeze the life out of you um well i mean i'm relieved i have the antibodies though i think everybody should want to hang out with me now i'm definitely not gonna you be can't help spreading. us with it with your gay ass it's not like you can go and donate those plasma you know, yeah, but I can't give it to you, so come hang. Well, we don't know that yet. Listen, we just no, we, nothing is known, me. so you just stay the fuck away. All right, you, and, and when you do come around, you better have a burka on because I'm not. Stay away. Uh, How uh, are you? What's uh, with you? Uh, 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 you hey, know, you was, still hateful, trying to run away from LA. I was good. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm very looking forward to our our uh, month off in September. Uh, we always take September off. I do think that I'm going to do a single road trip of some sort. I do think that I need to get, I mean, I've sent off to get my birth certificate so I can get a fucking new driver's license. I I do think I need to get out of LA. I mean, like, it's just getting uh, frustrating. But we've had some amazing news. Um, and we're going to bring our guest on in here a second so, uh, so they can partake in this amazing news. But... Uh, our lovable loser, former castmate of the Tony Soto show, fan of Tony Soto first, uh, Shea Coulee is the winner of All Stars. Uh, she finally won the fucking game show, folks. She finally won the fucking game show, and God damn it, well deserved. Well deserved, rightfully so. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. what we deserve. She deserves. It was. It so amazing i mean she listen listen say what you will about drag queens but like uh uh and and they're and they're like and the misogyny behind drag like when you look at shea coulee that is non-existent and like when she said that she uh, her drag is a love letter to black women you know that's the kind of she's just said all the right things um without like 
and this is no shade without like the vixen aggression. You know what I mean? Like she, cause when she did uh, Snatch Game of Love and that is no shade because listen, I love Vixen and I thought, I thought that her message was important and I think the way that she delivered it was important. But what I'm saying like when Shay was, uh, was uh, uh, the guy with the clock on his neck, uh, Flavor of Love, Flavor of Love, and she's like, gender is a construct. It's like, that is exactly the kind of wording we need to hear. You know what I mean? It seemed a bit more organic. I think I think she really um, she was someone who was prepared, but also had waited for the right amount of time for their level of growth. Like it's one of those things where it's does, like if someone approaches you with something, you really have to stick with your gut and think long term also. And I feel like Shay has always been that person since before Drag Race, who's always had such a level of foresight and uh, knowledge of herself. And through her own interviews where she's talked about how she waited, I think it was, it's all about timing. And I'm a believer yeah. in it's like when, pardon the sirens outside, when there's that, um, I, I guess a Venn, a Venn diagram is coming to my head. It's like when those circles finally kind of organically start to converge, it's like all of those pieces come together. And to me, watching Shay's performance as the season rolled out, it was very apparent that like, it was time like it was yeah. the, the bake had been put in for the right timer you know it, was just, it all felt good to right. watch and it's exciting to watch someone like her really lead with such exceptional exceptional excellence but here's but, but here's the thing here's the thing you know uh, first of all, there's just too much fucking uh, hoops to go through to get Shay at this point. We'll get her at some point. You know, she'll come back and we'll talk, but I'm not trying to contact someone I don't know to talk to my friend. You know what I mean? But speaking of black excellence, and let's face it, the only real reason Shay Coulee is even around because she is the very first person to ever give Shay Coulee a stage to perform on. We have the burlesque phenom herself. Can we, are you still the honey badger of burlesque girl? Yeah, uh, I, you know, you can, I'm the burlesque of burlesque at this point. We have the most famous Best burlesque dancer ever. And my good Judy, geez Louise on the Tony hey. Soto show. Jeez Louise. Uh, hey. Hey. Welcome. What up y'all? Jeez, tell us, I'm tell so us happy what. I'm to finally meet you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know Maxwell was saying he was like, I've been waiting forever to meet Jeez. I'm like, oh, that old how. Me too. <laughs> I'm old news. Yeah. Uh, such old news, girl. We old go, news, bitch. We go back to when we were nobodies. Remember that? Nobodies. <laughs> yes, Edu, bitch. Yes, bitch. Ooh, um, out here. I'm an alum here, too. Uh, yes. Tell us what a Shea Coulee victory means to you um, from uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like full circle. First of all, I only watch Drag Race when like a homie is on it. <laughs> and I really only be watching they sections. <laughs> yeah, so I really have no frame of reference for what nobody else be doing. I just know who I want to watch. Um, so I was already like, yes, she's obviously gonna win. Um, but it was crazy because it literally was, last week was like the nine year anniversary of the first ever juke joint exactly which was the first ever shay performance so it was crazy that it was nine years later and like you were like my girl was saying the circles like the diagram just overlapping with timing like the fact that it was that week was the anniversary of juke joint anniversary of shay all-stars finale 
And I was like in Chicago, kicking, getting the sachet. It was like all. I'm so jealous. You know, it was like the stars like aligned. Yeah. So it was crazy, like getting to like watch the finale with all the homies, you know? Like, I was so jealous. I mean, yeah. To be in Chicago. I mean, the the thing about it, and I think that, that what it comes down to is like the fact that we all met at Columbia College. Mm-hmm. Uh, and adjacent because like I I didn't meet uh, Shay at Columbia proper, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you and I were in the theater program. Yeah, like all of these fucking people who yeah. we were looking around and were like, "Who's gonna make it?" You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, kinda, like, like what's that gonna was, happen? Yeah, who's what? What's gonna happen? Who's mm-hmm. gonna get somewhere? And like now, just looking back at the the fucking crew. Uh, yeah, the core, the people who used to get high on the alley next yes. to the theater building. <laughs> Everybody, if you was in the alley, if you were on the loading dock, you're you probably doing pretty well. You're, and you're probably you doing pretty well. Somebody. Well, listen, yep. let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fucking dig real deep into everything that Miss G's Louise is up to. We'll be yes. right back. Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. We have Jesus Louise. And Jesus, this is the first time you've been on the show, right? We're all talking old friends. Second time. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Remember that one time? It was like, it had to be like, I don't know, four or five fucking years ago in your studio apartment. I think it was like me and like Tito or Meg. I don't remember. Oh, good girl. I'm so glad. I'm so glad <laughs> I had so you on. It was so long for like, learn the words. I'm, I'm it really was like, judge, learn the words together. We did Tito that Bonino. one at... And we did that one at the bar, but yeah. I did, did do the podcast one time, like fucking 35 years ago. It was so long ago. Girl, we're going to be six years old this year. Six years yeah. old in November. It's crazy. Yeah. So then it had to be like four or five years ago. Uh, oh, good. Well, good. Cause I was thinking, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't ever know. <laughs> People have been like, oh, I've been on the show. And I'm like, you were? <laughs> six, yeah, that's that's no, great. Yeah, no. No, um, so when we went, we went to theater school together, girl, but you went the, because you, you are an actress, you are an mm-hmm, actress, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but you went down the burlesque route and you blew up, bitch. Yes, Tell us about burlesque. I was tired of, I needed a fucking break from, listen, first of all, I was in musical theater. Do you know how fucking obnoxious that shit is? It's so yes. obnoxious. I directed Jeez Louise in Rocky <laughs> Horror. I, yes. di- I directed Jeez Louise in Rocky Horror. She was my Columbia. Yes, that was like, I mean, it was rough times at, in the musical theater department. I was over it. I needed a fucking break after graduation. I went to college forever. I was over it. <laughs> so burlesque like came at the right time, but I never was, I wasn't like, ooh, I'm trying to be a burlesque dancer. Yeah, how like, so what, so nobody what, fucking says that. What <laughs> was it about burlesque that that made you think, okay? Then it was like because I was working at a strip club. It was basically a combination of stripping and musical theater. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I can basically combine the two, like the stripping part without having to deal with dusty ass dudes. You get you to know? be your own director too. You Where get to just you- do your own shit. 
Mm-hmm. Where did you get your first taste at like stripping and dancing? Stripping the first time I went to a strip club, I was 18. My 19, 18 or 19. My boyfriend at the time, my boyfriend's mom took me because she used to work there. So she coached me for the amateur night. She I like love. taught me the moves and shit because we needed exactly $300 for our rent. And that's how much the prize was. So she took me, <laughs> like taught me the moves. <laughs> It should and be known that Jeez Louise is from I Missouri. Won the amateur night. Yes, <laughs> from Missouri. And I won the amateur night, bitch. Yes, you did. And it was a wrap. That's uh-huh. amazing. So, it was a wrap. So cool. But I started, yeah, I started doing burlesque at Columbia. And I was, um, I started like testing the limits in the little musical theater dance class. Because you had to do your little choreography projects. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to strip in mine. <laughs> Um, because burlesque is theater, so technically you can't really tell me that it's not allowed. <laughs> because Sheldon wrote about it in his book, so um, <coughs> this is like part of theater, so you really can't say anything. So I just was up there trying to strip in musical theater class, girl. Like, <laughs> I was that's amazing. I was out of control. I was like, "Say something to me, bitch." Yeah. Like, what were people? What yeah. were people's thoughts on that? Were you? My teacher feedback? was just like, she just was like, "Oh, I think I got like a, a C." A C? Probably for see me yeah. after class. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, C's get degrees, bitch. All right. You know. I'm Wait, did you graduate from Columbia. Columbia? Did you graduate? Yeah, I walked. When I walked across the stage, I unzipped my um. My little robe and had a little burlesque little outfit. I love that. I had some little sequin, little booty shorts. So. Always with reason. I love it. So, so once you once yes. you got once you got into burlesque and you started mm-hmm. to do it because like Chicago had a a a, a, a cute scene, I think. Yes, um, it has a lot. Chicago has a huge burlesque scene. But but when did you? feel because you international bitch like you're like a you're like a national you're like a title holder winner like the creme de la creme no one's bigger than geez louise burlesque (laughs) performer how do we go from from starting to do it in chicago to that um listen i was a hustle i was relentless when i started me and tito used to make these fake posters that i was like going on tour but it was just like to different venues on like the north side. But it, like, I just like made all these like fake promotions. I just stayed up in everybody's fucking inbox, everybody's mentions. Like I was not playing games. Like, and it was right, it was like before social media was like social media. It was yeah. like when everybody used to hate on people from being for being on there too much. Now look at you, bitch. <laughs> now look at you. Where was your you first was city? Hating, now you zooming, you know. <coughs> Where was your first city out of um, Chicago? Um, I started performing in Chicago, St. Louis, where I'm from. Minneapolis was the first place I went, and that was just through Minneapolis. Just message you found the head, just through burlesque folks, you yes. know. And I just was like, "Listen, I'm gonna come to your town." I would say that I was going to their town on a tour. No, I'm not. Damn well, I ain't have a damn gig nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I'll be in your town if you have it." <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you have to fake it. You I have mean, to fake yeah. it until you fucking yes. make it. That's yeah. a, that's a thing. 
It's well, it. sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not the, having it. And what's what's amazing here is like you know, uh, Tito Bonito is like your longtime Judy. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all were Absolutely. fucking trouble. Y'all were trouble back <laughs> in the day. Back, but you know the, the we were a mess. You a mess all all yeah, around. You mess. and the double diva. Just please get out of well, here. I mean, uh, I was twerking at Roscoe's oh. for fifty dollars. Like I was. Everywhere, up and down, Boys Town. I stayed uh, with my legs open in Boys Town. I sure did. But I love that's that. how you make money. I love that mm-hmm. ensemble aspect because you know Tito's like, I know graphic design. I'll make you up some fucking yeah. dope posters. Mm-hmm. You know that's like, that's, mm-hmm. such, that's such the way it worked. Uh, yeah, uh, coming up in Chicago, it was always such a helpful ensemble moment. Um, yeah. So you you're you become internationally known. Yeah, by like, staying up in everybody's business. By staying up in everyone's mm-hmm. business. Yes. Um is is it is it is it is there a fulfillment now with it? You know, I've been like I'd be trying to leave burlesque. I'd be like, I'm out this bitch. Y'all y'all don't deserve me. <laughs> but Let's be real. Everybody, go, we gonna feel like that everywhere. It don't matter <laughs> what genre of art expression I'm doing. It's gonna get on your nerves at some point well, if you do it. Because it it's like you know, you I know? make the joke all the time about like I was in theater school. I didn't make. Uh-huh. It's like it's like it's like I didn't really need to spend all that money to do this. But but you know, like we're always uh-huh. we're aiming to make what we love our way of making money. So ultimately. Yes. What we love, we're going to turn into work, and yes, work uh, sucks. Exactly. <laughs> like it don't. Su- it's not like the most amazing magical thing. Everybody be like, "Wow, this show was magical." I'd be like, "Bitch, every show, every day, ain't fucking magical." Yeah, I still hang out in a dirty backstage area. I still hang out in a dirty backstage area waiting to fucking get called up. I still might slip on beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, give me my little hundred dollars. What yeah. were you going to say, Bible? <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say that you end, you at the end of the day, like, you always take you with you. So when you become, when you feel like you're so overly inundated by your passion, which is then work like it is Uh easy to feel that overwhelming sense of just like oh my god i can't get above water so like yeah like when your fight or flight kicks in like that it's i've been that person to run away from it and then you're Uh miserable so it's like why like you're gonna take it right no matter what so like why not utilize what's your vehicle of happiness and hopefully potentially going to end up being your vehicle for income and like really expand yeah. and get work for you rather than constantly running away from it because it's too well hard. my anxiety now and i think like honestly one of my main focus about anxiety now is whether or not because i think like look i think i'm in this apartment for a while you know yes. what i mean i don't think that i can be out <laughs> on the streets you've for a while. been in there yeah so i'm having questions like okay well is am i marketable enough that i can make a living still being uh-huh. in my apartment, yeah. you know what I mean. So, right. it's like, yeah, and, and, and well, see. So, how's the pandemic affected you, uh, Miss Jean Louise? The I was like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm a cancer. I'm trying to be in the house, looking cute in the house. Like, I love it. I didn't turn my whole closet. I got a little curtain area. Like, it looked like a little stage. It's cute as hell in there. So, <laughs> at first, I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, all my jobs is gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do? Because you live but in New Orleans, which is also a fucking great city to live in. But don't, but don't cities suck But now? now when there's nothing to do. Don't mm-hmm. cities And they suck? just done took our to-go drinks away. They done took <laughs> them away. I saw that. They done took them away. 
I saw Why that. go back? Yeah. Like, what's the point? That you was mean, the only thing get me through. You mean the paper on the tip of the straw doesn't work as the lid no. anymore, girl? I'm I'm, listen, I've been still getting my old daiquiris, okay? I took a test. I'm what made fine. you go? What made you move to New Orleans, girl? What made you choose New Orleans? I've always wanted to live there. I was trying to decide between LA and New Orleans. And I was trying to get to LA and it wasn't happening. And I was like, I ain't trying this damn hard. And um, my best friend had moved to New Orleans. And, you know, I just want some sunshine, ready to get out of Chicago. Like, yeah. no offense to Chicago, but I was there for like 14 years. It was time to switch it up. Yeah, you know? girl, you were ready to switch drop out. Like you were ready, ready to, to drop her last girl. You were like, to, I'm I was ready to go. <laughs> Chicago was pissing me off. Okay, the guy goes pissing me off. I had it to starts go. to do that though, like it does. Well, okay. When so you now, have, when you gotta go, so, you know. You're, so you're, you're, you're the highest year you can be at burlesque. You're like literally the most famous. Yeah. Everyone knows Jesus Louise. Everyone's seen your little booty and your tatas and whatnot. <laughs> so what is she doing now, girl? Like, what is the next thing? Oh, you know, see, this is why it's full circle because now I'm doing a lot more. For the past few years, I've been doing a lot more film and television stuff. For probably like the past like three, four years. So I've been circling back around. I'm basically just trying to be like play my damn self. Yeah. I am a character. <laughs> like <laughs> you know. I'm just trying to be like Jesus Louise as the neighbor. I think <laughs> I think about this all the time. I'm like, listen, I know that I don't have a lot of range as an actor, but I think that I would look really good on. I think I would be a fun character. You like, know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm mm -hmm. saying it's like you know how when they be having RuPaul up in all these little parts, you know it's RuPaul, bitch. Like it's RuPaul as a barista, like Jesus. <laughs> as the bank teller like that's where i'm trying that's my goal right now <laughs> yes girl make her your it's bank teller just, on the, on the yes. <laughs> well, well see, and this is the thing yeah. it's like it's like where i feel like even no matter how advanced i mean obviously if you're in a in a more advanced place professionally you probably have uh -huh. better doors currently but i feel like a lot of us are on the same page right now where we're like Okay, well, so what's next? Like, yeah. I, I right, feels like starting over. Because I think, like, I think, like, the problem is people are are trying to think about, like, okay, so what happens when we get out of here? And I, I like my thing is like that. Sh I don't think logically it's should not, be on our radar. Yeah. Radar. No, I think what happening. should we be doing no. right now? Yeah, because right now is. Uh, I mean, rent's coming up again. And no. well, you know sweating, what I'm not trying you know? to do is twerk in somebody's face for no hundred dollars in Corona times. Like well, I'm not, it's not happening. Are you digitally twerking? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On I have been on every, I'm on every fans. I'm on all of it. So, so do you do your burlesque yeah. on OnlyFans then? Because we had Tito Bonito on, and he said that it wasn't really working out for him. The burlesque Tito ain't trying to. Tito's not trying to whip out his dick on OnlyFans. Oh, I so whipped out everything. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, don't care. I love it. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, I'm out there. I was saying uh, to to the effect of it feeling like a reset and starting over. I uh -huh. I, I think I think also the factor with everything being like um, bottlenecked and funneled into being digital. It's also been extra that because of it being such an even more oversaturation factor beyond like who now it's a like, lot. Right. Yeah. So like whether yeah. you're working as a burlesque performer or a drag performer, I feel like where we all had our 
corners in like the the physical space uh-huh. now it's like you really are kind of in a very time. leveled yeah space. i mean and, and, yeah go, go ahead, ahead. No, no, you're fine. Well, um, I mean, and, and I think I think like in the way of like my producing and stuff, like I always like I just did Queer Slam this week, uh, mm-hmm. which is a live podcast recording on Zoom that I do on the fourth Monday of every month. And, you know, we record it and I'm looking at it, you know, because we have someone who curates the show and I'm like, this is a cute watch. You know what I mean? And I think about mm-hmm. learning the words, bitch. And I'm like, this is a cute watch. Like this is I'm trying to think now, like, because hopefully my my yeah. right now is. I'm trying to design it so a way that when we are out, pe- I can take shit lasts. to show people and be like, look uh-huh. at how, how good this yeah. looks on a small square. Like, put me on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, because um, yeah, we ain't finna. There's no, like, back to normal. That's not yeah. happening. And, you yeah. know, I'm a, I got to be a video editor now. Like, I ain't never tried <laughs> to do none of that in my damn life. so much more work, right? <laughs> so yeah. much more work. Uh, and, see, and see, this is the thing. This is, this is the thing about, mm-hmm. like, and this is what is going to separate uh, the winners and the losers are the people who, like, can, like, take on the multiple tasks to continue something. Mm-hmm. Because, cause, like, the thing is, is, like, I'm still doing this right. I'm isolating alone, which means I'm a one-person shop here. That's why everything looks just a little rough, you know? Taking the time and, like, putting forth the effort to cover those bases, though, is what's going to ensure sustainability for the path that you've already begun to carve. And I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. there, there comes a level of, like, where all of us had a morale point where like we hit a wall and then it's okay sink or swim and we got to keep it moving and i think as long as you are willing to go and put forth that effort then at the end of the day long term i think in this digital stratosphere space whatever i yeah. think that's what will separate people like you're saying too yeah yeah because um, it's just long term mm-hmm. girl absolutely we'll hunker in well listen we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we have our listener questions of the week we'll be here Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show. Um, uh, listeners, we do these things every week. So if you'd like your questions, concerns, comments, critiques, read on the Tony Soto Show, it is so easy. All you have to do is go to thetonysotoshow.com and just leave me a fucking message. It's right there at the top. There are so many, listen, there are so many things you can do on the website now. You can like literally do that. You can support the Patreon and you can buy merch, which we'll talk about in a second. Don't worry, we'll get to it at the end. Um, all right, who's going to kick us off with our very first question today? Me! Because <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Slutty superhero is getting closer to fall, and I fear that I will not be able to go out and make fit, shallow gaze uncomfortable with 259 pounds shoved into a slutty Superman costume. What will we do without Halloween? Oh, see, this mm. is the question. This, this, this is because well, that, po- that could be a possible uh, another spreader holiday, by the way. See, I was gonna say it. thank you for saying that it's canceled. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do without it? We've had people be like, why aren't we having Pride Parade? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Jeez, are you a no. big Halloween? Are you a big Halloween person? No. When I when you live a life like mine, Halloween is literally all the time. I see slutty firemen every day. You know, I see ill-fitting tights and bad wigs a lot. 
I see this a lot too. I'm like, as a drag queen, I'm yeah. not trying to get in fucking costume on a big yeah. old amateur costume night. Bible, what do you think? Um, I pre-drag, I loved Halloween, obviously, like Same. saying it's something that is just intrinsically a part of our daily life. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I tiptoe around Halloween now because I did, a bit, I, at one point enjoyed like, oh, I get to be a little scary at one point of the year. And now I'm like, oh, great. October is here. Now people want Ooh, at the <laughs> bar. And it's just like, it's, it's that, that is like, I would rather do that in like May. Save it. Like, <sighs> let me just give you an Easter moment in October instead, and then be funny. But it's just not going to be that way, unfortunately. Absolutely, Maxwell. What do you think about Halloween's over? Canceled this year. Canceled. Um. Okay. I mean, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't participate last year. I really do love Halloween, and I worked in retail, and it kind of tainted it. But I still like really always go in, and I'm like, like October first hits, and I'm like, fuck yeah, Halloween, and then it's like the thirtieth, and I'm like, oh shit, like. Okay, never mind. So, like, I'm sad I don't get to do it this year, but I are I'm content with staying inside. And listen, slutty superhero, you put that big, beautiful body in that super America costume and you strut it in front of your yard. I don't yes. Care. Get on your yeah, roof you and do a to dance. Go outside. Yeah, go outside. Throw Make Zoom. A TikTok. Throw a Zoom party. Just have a mask on. You know what I mean? Like, Zoom. yes, I, I'm exactly. I'm a I'm, I'm a firm supporter it. of costumes. I'm just saying, like. Uh, Hey, did you see that fucking big old concert that was thrown in the Hamptons in New York? Like, could you imagine dying oh, for the fucking chain smokers? The chain smokers, and they're bringing it to LA and Miami and Chicago also. For why? Oh, not, like, get out of here. No one wants you here. Um, all right. No. <laughs> Let's move on to our second question. My God, the chain smokers. Okay, Eric writes I think you getting out of town is great. I don't think your brother should risk flying to drive, though. Would you ever road trip solo? You know, Eric, uh, when I got this question, I thought about it, and I think that you're right. I don't think that I should, although my brother is super cool, and my brother, so, geez, to fill you in, Mm -mm. since I I know you only touch base every once in a while at the Tony Sutter show, um, I'm I'm stir crazy as fuck. All right, I'm going crazy. Uh-huh. I live in a studio apartment. She's yeah, not that big. Although I'm telling you, I've made some really great adjustments, and I love my place currently. But I need out. So I was like, I need, I, I, so, and I'm thinking, what best place? But go back to my hometown where there's nobody there, and I can uh-huh. fucking like lay low and eat Mexican right. food and true, live true, a life. True. But my little brother was like, I can come and fly, and we can take a car and drive back. And so I'm thinking, no. So what I think I'm going to do is during our break in September is I'm going to do a solo road trip. I'm going to. I think you should talk. Listen, you know my ass. I drive all over America. I'm going to eat, pray, love my way across those those 2,000 miles, girl. (laughs) I think that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, But you've been out of town. Like you just got, you're you're currently on your way back to. uh, Uh to, My uh, first time. But but how was that? How was that sense of freedom to see something new besides your. Yeah, I drove. I drove by myself from New Orleans to Chicago and it was night. Like I didn't really go inside anywhere. I definitely, unless I had to go to the bathroom, that was it. Yeah. Um, and that it was nice. Like just pull over, sit in the field, have a fucking sandwich. Think about my goddamn life, you know, wide open spaces. Listen to some Shania. 
See, that's Have a what I crossroads Britney moment. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like and my something... wind was blowing in my hair and shit. Like... Yeah, I feel like that's something that I need for myself is I need to like do that. Now, Bible. Uh... Other people didn't have masks on, though. That's what you got. Of course and not. That's why I will have two. You got to have the masks. That's why I have girl else and... ain't wearing them. And I'll have they gloves on, them. and you I don't care. Like, yeah. And I'll, yeah, I don't have anti-Trump shirts on the whole time. And they gonna they gonna look at you like you're crazy, but it's all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's coming their yeah. way. That's what the that's what they say. It's it's what's happening in the south is heading up north. That's what they say. So Bible uh-huh. summer is here. Are you uh, typically a big traveler? Like, yeah. I what, like. I, what are you doing for summer? Anything? Are you gonna try to do anything or no? No, I'm such a hypochondriac that this is like my worst nightmare. Um, so wow. to my credit, I think I have adapted very well, all things considered. <laughs> I can go to like a bodega or a grocery store. I did my, uh, my boyfriend, Chris and I, we got a car. It's our first car. So like, we do have, that. we do have the ability to take this road trip moment. We, we can work remotely with the website. So we're, we're debating on maybe doing like a Lake Tahoe something or other, but it's, you know, very baby steps for me. To I say mean, there way. is a lot of unpopulated america you know what i mean yeah. and it's like yeah. it's like it's like you can stay away listen they built a lot of those states to be that way mm-hmm. um right. so so you know just be mindful where you are because <laughs> mm, some, the, some of the country's <laughs> ugly and i mean and this is the thing too girl like when you're coming up from new orleans to fucking uh chicago like that's a lot of illinois and there's a lot of different mm-hmm. illinois like it starts off real i've ignorant. done it so much i know where to stop and where not to stop i know you just go right across 55 you, you take 055 girl the, <laughs> yeah 55 yeah. all take the way 55. up and down yeah uh maxwell yeah. what do you well you you can't go anywhere i'm sorry you're grounded, until, not going you're grounded until 2021 you can't there's no trips no nothing it's not happening all y'all are grounded everybody is grounded and everybody's just not listening to mom and going on vacation are you saying i shouldn't take a solo road trip i don't think anybody should be going anywhere period no there are countries that are having successful situations are not allowed to travel i agree croatia's letting the u.s come now croatia taco bay's uh dad lives in ireland and they have 14 cases a day and they just allowed people to travel 25 uh miles or whatever outside of their neighborhood like without a written government written reason, you are not allowed to travel around. Oh, no, I might listen. Shut so. up. No, well, I had a reason. I had a reason. <laughs> my reason was now I'm the mad. check. The check was calling my well, name. I mean, say, listen, you could do whatever the hell you want because that's what everybody's gonna do. But when yeah, we but I was responsible fuck, about it. But when we can't do shit in December, I'm not gonna listen to these listener questions being like, eh, Christmas is ruined. Fuck my life. I'm like, oh, we're yeah, definitely not gonna be able to do shit. In December. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, give a shit about Christmas. Is that my social anxiety definitely well prepared me for staying inside for a very long time? So I don't feel a compulsion to necessarily go anywhere. I'm very yeah, you know, I'm content with staying here now. I mean, I did 16 days inside, and I mean, I haven't left yet. I, I mean, feel great. Just, you listen. know, if my unemployment would come through, then I would stay my ass in the house. And I've you know been what? here since March, and let's, be, and let's be honest. I mean, like I've I've been here since March, but I've been alone. So. Yeah, to your credit, Ooh, like I can't uh, like like the the, the the aloneness of it is is daunting. I'll tell you, it's that will be a lot. I mean, I got sick from somebody else going on vacation, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, last question. Oh, that's me. Okay. All better now. 
The Tony Soto show is changing lives. Pro acid people are what I need. I was inspired <laughs> and took acid for the first time since being laid off. I was with my husband in Disney Plus, and it was all I needed. Word. Okay. I Absolutely. mean, love that. Are you taking drugs, Jeez Louise? Um, always. During this pandemic? <laughs> outside always, of marijuana? Um, we did, there's a little mushroom action happening. The microdosing, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. That's what I'm, that's where it's at. All right. Like my, that anxiety melts right away. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> mm -hmm. honestly, I can't take the credit for the LSD. It was Maxwell who inspired uh, mm -hmm. me to start taking more hallucinogenics. <laughs> uh, so Maxwell, now I, you're- I'm here for it. Now that you're off the COVID, now that you're getting better, is she going to be get back on the, on the uh, Timothy Leary train? Um, to be honest, I am really scared to do drugs again or do anything that would affect my immune system. So, um, but I have talked about it. I mean, I do enjoy taking trips to Chromatica in my head and um, just leaving Earth. It's been, I've done it a couple times and it's been great. We did it right before Taco Bay's uh, deadly vacation. Or no, we did it for the 4th of July when he came back from his vacation. And it was great. Well, does, that, does, does hallucinogenics coincide with your anxiety issues and whatnot? Um, well, it would if I wasn't in pandemic and had access otherwise to my plugs properly. But THC, <laughs> coffee, and my Nintendo Switch have definitely proven very effective drugs during my quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we all have to be a little altered and we have to allow that i mean and, and i'm saying and i'm not saying booze all right i'm saying we all need to step away from our wow. zoom happy hours and yeah. take it mm -hmm. i know I, I know i know that we I have agree. some uh, but but i think like people need to just step away from the booze a little bit um and and you know alter yourself a little bit more with your mind i don't really even keep looking <laughs> for that reason California has changed you. Has it, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, did you have fun today on the I Tony Sutter show? Yes, I love it. I love kicking with y'all. This is fun. Girl, I love seeing your face. And now, listen, Jeez Louise is going to be uh, one of the featured judges on Learn the Words, bitch, on Zoom this uh, on August 3rd, Monday, August 3rd yep. at 7 p.m. She's going to be back again as a judge. She's returning. I will judge. be judging. Uh, judging. Tell, tell people where they can find you on the social medias and whatnot. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, you're going to need to spell my name correctly. Um, it's pretty clear everywhere that it's listed. Jeez Louise, J-E-E-Z-L-O-U-E-E-Z. -E -E um, yeah, follow me on the gram. Sign up for my OnlyFans. Um, yeah, because I'll show, show, show you show everything. It show I'm everything. literally, yeah, my butthole's on there, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there is no shame in my Judy's game. I will girl. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Uh so Bible I like I was saying, Bible Girl and I, I now have merch with Bible Girl. She it's does. official. It's with a, art by me. It's a, yes, with art by you. Uh thank you so much for doing that. I'm very, very excited. Graphic design is my passion, baby. I bought it's all the so hoodies. Cute. I can't wait to wear all of my hoodies. Very cute. At one time. Cute. Where can they get your merch, Tony, outside of your website? They can go to dragqueenmerch.com uh, slash Tony Soto or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can find her on dragqueenmerch.com. Very easy search bar. Don't even worry about it. Tell people what you're yeah. up to, baby, and where we can find you on the social. 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram at BibleGirl666, all one word, as it sounds. On Twitter, BibleGirl222, because I was wrongfully suspended. But oh. that's another conversation for another day. It's a long conversation. It's been happening Very for long. Literally. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we have an episode about it. The thread on that is done. Yeah, I had, I had to have her lay it out for me because I didn't know the whole thing. Or like, we, got the tea. <laughs> we, got, we got the tea on the Tony Sub Show. Uh, Maxwell. Um, you could catch me on Instagram at Max Wasposito just being cute and COVID free, a survivor. Um, yeah, we survive. That's it. We're taking August off on millennial moments, and I'm gonna have really great ones in September. I promise. You'll have to show your mom. You'll be so impressed. So impressed. Um, <laughs> listen, if you love the Tony Soto show, uh, or if you just listened to it out of nowhere, go to our iTunes page and subscribe, rate it, leave a comment. Much appreciated. Um, uh, I do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lie. Listen to that anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Um, learn the words, bitch. August third, seven p.m. seven p.m. Pacific Standard time on zoom all you have to do is like learn the words bitch on instagram and then i'll put the zoom information 30 minutes before the show on the stories it's gonna be so much fun jeez louise and little miss hot mess are gonna be our featured judges yes so much fun um i'm the tony soto show on literally everything uh go to my website and uh help out help out my patreon and click shop and buy merch okay we'll be back again next week Oh, and then we can do summer vacation soon. Oh, it's coming. I can't wait. All right. Until next week. Bye. 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 Oh, my God. Perfect time.